It's the TFIFT Podcast! So I don't need to worry about if I say anything stupid. You'll uh, cut that out for me. Well, the problem is that if they cut out half of the time, then... (laughs) (laughs) That Uh, might be a problem. Like, it will cut out to zero. (laughs) Half of it is just me going, hmm, yes. The only smart thing we have said is hello. Yeah, if, if I may, I mean, um, I, I would have been the type of person who, uh, I would have described myself as, uh, I don't know, somewhat of an anarchist, you know, uh, going back a few years. But um, my, my very first conversation with Gerard actually opened up a lot of kind of uh, interesting, uh, yeah, they seem seemingly obvious, but kind of interesting angles for me. Um, obviously, you know, all of us being into crypto, um, you know, it's almost this uh, kind of, uh, crypto versus the government or Bitcoin versus the dollar kind of uh, position we're in. Um, but obviously it's that situation where if, if that kind of scenario did happen overnight where the, the Bitcoin just replaced the dollar as the world's reserve currency, well, we're just left in a situation where we need to you know, uh, replace the old boss with a new boss because otherwise... Yeah, we're not in a position to be able to have that kind of overnight anarchy without them. So I think that's really where the, the work of the GBA is coming into its own at the minute in trying trying to make the people who are most in the position to make change aware of the problems that they could face you know, if uh, they, they don't pay attention to what's going on with us. And what, what do you think, Mitya? Would you describe yourself as an anarchist? Yes, of course. I am totally crypto-anarchist, not the anarchist in a, in a, in a Trotskyist way <laughs> But crypto anarchism, of course. But um, um, I don't think. Well, when 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 this gov- when all the government when when they touches the blockchain when touch the blockchain space, they immediately talk about kind of private blockchains. So when you have a thinking of voting or any other application for the government, including like the Chinese guys were. GSN stuff, it's all private blockchains, basically. They're not ready on any level to talk about putting anything government-related to the open blockchain. And because of that, there is really no... like Because private blockchain is not a blockchain, right? I mean, do we agree on that? (laughs) Well, no, yeah, exactly. I mean, a private blockchain is more of just a distributed ledger, isn't it? Uh, to to break down the terminology to my layman's understanding, it's it's not even very distributed. Like because the it's a question of yeah, well it's distributed but not decentralized, right? So because the authority which runs this blockchain is yeah distributed kind of amongst uh, permissioned parties almost exactly yeah. exactly exactly. So it's not it's not a blockchain that we're talking about it has nothing to do with Bitcoin, of course, and nothing to do with the cryptocurrencies. Hmm. And they say that very proudly. Oh, no, 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 it's nothing to do with cryptocurrencies. <laughs> What's wrong with cryptocurrencies? <laughs> well, that, again, yeah, exactly, that's the thing. I mean, um, obviously, cryptocurrency is a, a means to an end. You know, it, it's a first initial use case for, for the technology, but it, it extends past its own uh, sense of being, if that doesn't sound too, uh, too uh, pseudo-philosophical. I, I don't think I think that it's it's a black and white kind of thing. It's it's I, I don't agree with that. Uh, 
you cannot like if you're talking about public ledger or public blockchain, you cannot take cryptocurrency out of that. You cannot say, oh, this is the public ledger, but without the cryptocurrency. I mean, how that would run? What would ensure its security without a value attached to it? Yeah. So I, I think when, when, when these people are talking, oh, cryptocurrencies are bad, but the blockchain is good, they are only talking about private blockchain, which is not a blockchain. So if the true blockchain is public because it needs to be decentralized, then they are not talking about blockchain at all. <laughs> you see my point? So yeah. when they call themselves blockchain association or like the Chinese blockchain, blockchain, whatever, blah, blah. Um, how blockchain is that? Well, I mean, um, I was kind of debating this fact with, uh, I have a friend who's quite new to cryptocurrency I was speaking with last night, and uh, he was asking a lot of questions about Binance Smart Chain, and I, I haven't fact-checked this, because, I mean, you've got 21 <laughs> validators, is it, on the whole network for the third biggest cryptocurrency um, you know, in the market right now, so... I mean, how far does the level of decentralization have to go before it stops being, you know, in your eyes, like a privatized thing and starts being, you know, airing on the other side of decentralization? Is there a threshold? Well, by, like Binance Chain is a, a total crap, right? It's, it's, <laughs> Tell it like it's, it's just, Yeah, I mean, this, this, is, this, is like a, this is almost like a scam in my view. Because, uh, well, because of what you just said, right? So when you, in the same sentence, you say Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Binance chain, I mean, I want to exit <laughs> immediately <laughs> this conversation. Because like, uh, it shouldn't be even, one, even in one sentence. It shouldn't be in any list of cryptocurrencies listed. <laughs> So you're not a fan of uh, CZ, I take it, then, buddy? <laughs> no, it's kind of nothing to do with CZ. I mean, CZ is a great businessman. He built a you know great business, and uh, it's totally fine. But Ben, between us, crypto anarchists, what it has to do with us? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, um, it's a centralized exchange, and then a centralized ledger attached to it, which is pumping their way of. Uh, through the cryptocurrency list because they can and they're really like sucking the blood of the real cryptocurrency because people are used to you know exchange these cryptocurrencies with ease on the on the centralized exchange and i think if we go i'll finish in 10 seconds if we if we go off if we you know take people off the centralized exchanges then the whole thing with Binance and 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 you know and and the Binance chain will collapse, right? But uh, it might happen with any blockchain because government has a lot of resources to stop it. To find validators, it costs for them nothing. To find miners and uh, stop some. Uh, some minor pools in blockchain, it's absolutely possible at this moment. I would say it's absolutely impossible. Because, Why? Well, because you, because you can find miners in your country and uh, you can kind of put the pressure on the blockchain, but you cannot really stop it. What you can do is you can maybe 
cause it to fork. That's the maximum you, you can do. Um, Mija, sure, yeah. don't, don't you think that uh, CZ as an actor uh, and Binance Chain um, are mainly participating uh, to the democratization and the massive adoption of the blockchain, even if they are centralized? Because uh, I think maybe there are steps and uh, and uh, and I think people need to be uh, mm, to be a bit part of centralization first before uh, being completely decentralized. I don't know if you know what I mean, but I think before the the massive adoption of the blockchain and uh, and cryptocurrency. Is they need to be some steps and maybe centralization like uh, with uh, exchange like Binance are maybe one step before decentralization. You know what I mean? Do you mean almost like or treating one, it like training wheels? <laughs> or one step to distract it. Like, uh, I would, it's, it's what happened, what you suggest is that the whole history of internet proves it's not working like that. Because Otherwise, billions of people would not sit now on Facebook. And the, there are many people in the world who, who actually think or thought, maybe a couple of years ago, that the Facebook is the Internet. Did you? Like, um, Facebook isn't the Internet. <laughs> well, yeah. No, I don't use internet. Facebook, really. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> exactly. So, um, I, I don't think that there are steps involved. I think that this is a step in wrong direction and um, it will just it will not it will not promote decentralization. It is not promoting decentralization. So I don't know what really it's it's teaching people. It doesn't teach anything because you kind of it's it, it getting them used to particular a platform is completely centralized with particular user you know, laziness involved. Like, you don't need to manage your private keys. Don't manage your private keys. It's totally fine. We'll take care of it. And if you lost your password, we will replace it with to you, right? The yeah, because maybe people first need to be reassured that they are able to manage a new kind of technology. Because, you know, when you are uh, maybe... Uh, all days and all your your life, your previous life, with uh, confronting with a bank, and you have a, a physical person in front of you who take care of you and so on. Maybe it's a huge step to go uh, in the decentralization and be, uh, you know, only reassured with yourself, and you are like alone. And if you make a mistake. Uh, it's your own fault. Whereas today you have your your physical person in your bank who can solve your problem and so on. And I think Binance is something like that first. And when there will be enough enough uh, uh, advance in the blockchain and so on, they will make a little step to go on a decentralized exchange and so on. Uh, no, they, they won't. They won't. They won't because it's not. It's going against their business, so they won't do that step. They, they they're not a crypto anarchist kind of uh, uh, you know roadmap of okay. Let first 
you know, teach people cryptocurrency and then we will switch them to completely decentralized. No, I don't think it works like that. Or for CZ has a very particular business, like, you know, to run. And this is good for the business that everyone is sitting on their platform. What the, if, if everything will go decentralized, the, there will be no need for CZ or no need for Binance. And I hope that future will, will come soon. And, I, and, you know, Steve Jobs said once, if, if Microsoft Windows win, the whole, I think, said, like, the whole computer industry will lose, like, 10 years or, and, mm. or more. And I think he was right. Yeah, there is no need... That. Yeah, yeah, there is no need for uh, steps uh, for people when, when like, uh, you know, when the iPhone was introduced first <clears throat> or any kind of revolution like that happened in, you know, user experience. Yeah, it took, it took some time for people to, to, for some people to, to, you know, to, you know, to bring themselves to the state where they can easily accept that technological change but in the end the, this is the right direction it's what's called progress do you not think um, asking people to adopt blockchain in its current form is almost like saying um, the regular internet users should know their IP address off by heart almost you know every, everything we still all go through kind of centralized web providing services as you know regular users do you think so what? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, think about that. Like, let's say tomorrow you can have a ten gigabit network connection to your home, but in order to allow that, you just need to remember your IP address. Would you do that? Well, yeah. I mean, if it exactly that's my point. That's my point. That's my point. You will. <laughs> you will, Ben, and then. And then some people will say, oh, no, 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 I will have my shitty connection because I don't want to remember, to remember this, you know, whatever, eight numbers or 12 numbers, whatever. Yeah. No, no, that's a, that's a valid point, actually. I mean, if, if you can take the middleman out, I think that that's a big kind of a selling point for a lot of people. 12 so, words does not sound too scary to me. Yeah, 12 words, exactly. But, I mean, this this is when you're going on to uh, the difference between the people who are already down the rabbit hole and um, th those who are kind of above ground. Um, well, in my conversation there are, yeah, there are, but there are two directions they can go, right, today. They can go decentralized or they can go Binance. And unfortunately, they go Binance so, uh, because it's easier. So the big question then is, I mean, how does a truly decentralized platform like Freeton, like ourselves, um, gain that kind of um, user-based awareness for newcomers and, you know, make, make our platform as appealing as, you know, uh, as Anton almost described it, uh, Binance Chain is like Bitcoin with customer support. You know, um, could, you know, a decentralized platform ever compete with something like that? Oh, I, I think very easy. Uh, it will happen by itself, but it won't be. I'm just saying that it's it's not that the Binance will drive that. What the Binance will drive is Binance will have a huge regulator uh, pressure because when you have these centralized platforms, you of course because it's uh, not decentralized, and you're susceptible to all this kind of pressures from regulators. And regulators now they want pressure because 
Because right now, people can choose between decentralized and or centralized, and regulators want people to choose Binance. Why they want people to choose Binance? Because, net, because it's easy target. Now they can go to Binance, and they can say, you know, okay, I think you have enough people. I think there is no point back, no turning back. Like, people won't go decentralized. We, all, we have them. Like, we are Facebook. Now let's put censorship on that. And that's exactly what happened to Facebook. Indeed. I mean, um, it kind of ties nicely in with uh, Eugene. We were half, we touched on this subject half in uh, one of the Academy group chats earlier. Uh, JP Morgan have done a full-blown U-turn and are moving towards, uh, again, a sort of privatized or a private uh, blockchain network. I believe it's, I haven't done too much homework on this one. Sorry, guys. Um, yeah. but I believe it's based off the back of the Ripple network, possibly. Um, you had some thoughts on this earlier in the week, Eugene. I, I used to work for <clears throat> for them um, in New York in um, um, you know nineteen nineties, and um, um, since then, you know, I'm, I'm not sure I'm the best expert, um, you know, on what they do in crypto. But uh, nevertheless, uh, you know, anything they're very reputable, and uh, a lot of people listen. So whatever. You know, they say, um, make no mistake, a lot of people listen to. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, the, the influence they still have, um, it, it just strikes me the uh, the, the kind of uh, the immediate U-turn they've done in this kind of uh, proposition so far. I mean, what's it been? Seven years they've been harping on about uh, the evils of Bitcoin and what a, what a terrible asset class it is. And uh, I believe it's this week or the week just gone. Um, they obviously uh, announced their own uh, project launching. Um, Chuck, Chuck, are you still with us? Uh, do, do you know much about this? Or me too, if you have something to jump in with, sorry. Actually, I wanted to ask Chuck what he thinks about that. Can you repeat the question, please? There is no question. What do you think about, you know, centralized... Or, do we need a, a centralized step to decentralize the world? <laughs> right. Of course we don't. Of course. Uh, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a big believer in, in, in decentralization. And uh, actually, when, when people start asking me about my blockchains and they say, well, how did you get to this? And I always, um, um, I always tell them that there, there used to be this guy. Well, he's still alive. His name is Jim Bell. And uh, he's a thinker, an American thinker. He came up with an essay which he called Assassination Politics. So his idea was a rather simple one. He invented a, an auction where anyone could predict the correct time and place uh, of the death of a public figure. And people could bet on that. So, for example, somebody doesn't like Hillary Clinton, and he can bet $100 against her. Somebody doesn't like Gorbachev, and he can bet a million against him. And all the, all the totals of bets are public. So professional assassins can take a pick, whomever they want to kill, then they rate the reward slash risk and kill whomever they're able to and collect the, the payment. So a rather simple system. Uh, it's actually been kind of implemented as Ogre on Ethereum, but years later. Yeah. But the guy didn't stop there. The guy didn't stop that. His idea was actually to bring libertarian rule to the world because Step one, introduce this system. Step two, 
nobody will want to be famous because the day you become famous, a lot of people will hate you and somebody will kill you. So people will go back to their communities. They try to build stuff from, from ground up and not going to be active on the global scale. Uh, the guy was jailed for that. He spent something like 20 years in jail, in American jail. Uh, but the idea still lives. So that was my introduction to, to, to cryptocurrency because obviously the only way of making this happen is if you have anonymous payments. And when he was thinking about it, uh, there were only two systems, eGold and Liberty Reserve. Both were centralized, both were destroyed by the U.S. government because it's a threat. Uh, and then blockchain happened, Bitcoin happened, and maybe somebody will build something like that. It's actually Shackley who was like in Train to Tranai, like the, the first who I think thought about that, described this when, remember the public, the, what is people booth, right? And people can, um, I'm quoting that in the BFTG paper, and the people could come to the booth, any citizen could come to the booth, press the button, and immediately the governor would be killed, <laughs> right? Yeah, but th this is like more balanced, so you need to, to, to have a lot of people pay up to get somebody killed. No, no, of course, of course, it, you know, as a conceptual idea of people conceptual who can, who can go and agree. just, just yeah. kill them. <laughs> so there's a comedian who runs a very similar uh, kind of thing online at the minute, um, a, de a death pool or something. Uh, so yeah, uh, maybe there's a revival going on there, possibly. <laughs> yeah, the only the only problem with Ogre, which was built on on top of Ethereum, as I said, is that they they were actually scared that they will be blamed for building something like that. So they introduced the third option: when you vote for the for the outcome, like did it happen or it, it didn't it happen, you have an option to vote unethical, and then it's all cancelled, which is bullshit, of course. I mean that that sounds very much like um, obviously uh, like rewinding yeah. the chain almost with Ethereum and Ethereum Classic in a sense. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good analogy. I like that. It felt like yeah. a cheap shot, so I'm glad I'm glad you liked it. <laughs> yeah, but Ethereum is is like Ethereum public. Of course, Ethereum cr crowd is like very. I don't know how to call it. It's like gentle boys and girls who <laughs> <laughs> want to be very, very ethical. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, I've spoke to a few of their guys, or some of the people working on their core team in the past, and yeah, they are very, uh, very moralistic uh, to, to a fault, possibly. Yeah. Um, Roman, I know you've got some strong feelings on some of these things. Um, did, did you have anything you wanted to pipe in with, buddy? Or has he uh, stepped away? Yeah, I, I think that, well, right, <laughs> anyway, probably shouldn't, shouldn't continue that path because like it will, it will go very far. Oh, oh, oh don't, don't tease us like that, Major. No, but getting back to decentralization, like it only makes sense that a lot of decisions, especially on the local level, can be, can be done by people themselves and they don't need delegates. Like you, you really only need delegates and the whole voting and election system for very complex things that people can't handle. But on the local level, I'm pretty sure you don't need anyone. You can do anything yourself. Yeah, of course, but the policy doesn't go like that. The policy and why 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 they really want delegation so much is because, like, if you go and vote, if, if all people of a country of U.S., for example, vote, do we need to go to war in Afghanistan? Like, I don't think, I don't think there will ever be any war. 
<laughs> well, I don't know uh, if you buy then the, 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 and the things well, we voted for over here. No, no, well, I think it's not a war, think, right? I think the meaning is to give people an alternative to vote, right, in a different manner. And that is a position that I think is, uh, you know, maybe has a chance to, you know, really make a difference. Well, this um, kind of segues uh, a little bit nicely into the um, the decentralized browser contest, uh, the browser browser SMV DBOT uh, contest, uh, which I know, Mija, you're a big part of. Um, I was actually speaking to Pavel, uh, Pavel uh, Prigolov, I believe, if I'm pronouncing that correctly. Prigolovka, yeah. Uh, there we go. I'll say it. <laughs> I might forget get there one that. day. <laughs> but no, um, he, we touched on the idea of censorship, and obviously, if, if you were to truly decentralise the internet, well, you take away all layers of censorship with it. And he came around. Uh, obviously, he mentioned um, an interesting kind of game theory, if that'd be the right way of describing it, of social indexing. And so, do you think uh, you know these kind of theories apply in kind of? It's not the theory. It's not the theory. It's a practice in China. That's what's happening there. Ministry of Happiness. Yeah, Ministry of Happiness. <laughs> Eugene's saying that they have now been. I still don't believe in that, but Eugene is claiming that the China now has a Ministry of Happiness. Hello. A1984. I was just about to say, is a mini speak coming next? <laughs> exactly. Uh, that, that, that's, um, yeah, that, yeah, that's, that's uh, shocking. Well, not shocking, I suppose, but it's uh, a living irony, isn't it? Uh, Don't you see this as, as the history repeating itself, like all the experiments of Lenin and communists in the early 20th century? Chinese are doing the same thing on top of modern technologies now. Exactly, and the modern technology is what gives them this power, and, and if we don't decentralize that quickly enough, uh, because the, I think if you can have, on top of modern technology, if you, you can use the modern technology like that, then no government, doesn't matter if it's Chinese, US, or whatever, will hesitate to, to use it. And we already see that, so it doesn't matter, China is doing that from one political spectrum of ideas and, uh, you know, UK for another, but in the end... <laughs> Which is also precisely why uh, people such as votes talk to us. Uh, because I keep saying this is math, this is decentralized, this is meritocracy, <laughs> and all based on, like, very superior technologically advanced uh, uh, network. And, and people like hearing that. I think the problem with that we have technology now, if you think about internet as like um, probably like the most important propaganda-wise weapon we ever have, it's like a weapon of mass destruction. Like we, we, we hold an atomic weapon of information in our hands now. And if governments you know, get hold of that as they are now grabbing that power, well, they will do with that what they did with atomic power. Uh, Which is to blow that a few times. <laughs>